0: hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources, please visit kevinwest.org. Well, the Lord is good, I tell you. You all like the Christmas decorations and the trees? If you get an opportunity, you need to drive through here at night. Uh, there's the, Some of the trees or a lot of the trees are lit up out there on the street of Cheshire Way is what that's called, 115 Cheshire Way is the address, but if you get an opportunity to drive through there at night, you'll see it, uh, you know, we spend a little time uh, decorating those trees, well, Dale and Chad did, and uh, it looks good, it it really does, you'll see it if you get an opportunity to, to swing by here in the evening time, and as you drive by, say a prayer, just pray as you drive by that the Lord will bless the whole region here, and will not be just another building that gathers with a lot of people, uh, we'll be a building that uh, facilitates the, the presence of the Lord, the, uh, the identifying of people, uh, what God has placed in their life, uh, to, to affirm it, to equip them, and release them into uh, what God's called people to be released into. Every one of us have a unique, diversified call on our life, and uh, we believe that the Lord is, uh, if He brought you here, then it's through relationship, from relationship, through relationship, that we, uh, we all learn and live life together. And we, we really truly believe in living life together. And if you're here long enough, I know we've got several new visitors today, new, new uh, guests, and we want to welcome you and thank you for being here with us. You could have been anywhere else this morning, but you chose to be here. We've got lots and lots of people out, and uh, some are shopping. God bless their soul. Some are on traveling football teams. Uh, There's just a lot of people. Some are sick. Are watching from home. I had several texts this morning. Uh, Some just didn't feel like getting out and going. And I'm talking to you, and you're watching on the internet. I saw you. (laughs) We're just glad you're here. We are. We're thankful. Uh, The Lord has been faithful to us. He's been good to us, and uh, we know that um, this is just the beginning. It was as Brendan was talking about seasons, we've kind of learned here at the church um, over the course of time that, that the, you know, there's a rhythm of culture that you have that just, you just can't go against the rhythm of culture. It's just the way it is. I'll give you an example. If you try to do anything special, like initiating a new evangelistic program or ministry between Thanksgiving and New Year's, you're out of your mind. All right. Because people just are not in the mood or in the, in the, the emotional state uh, for those kind of things to happen. So you have to know what the seasons are. And we, we've identified four seasons here from January to about um, Memorial Day uh, is is a, a real strong growth season. It's winter. Uh, people go through some depression <laughs> after Christmas. And then it starts getting close to Easter, and it comes to come out. Um, the weather has changed, like Brenda was talking about. The Life starts coming back again, and uh, all the way to Memorial Day, kids are out of school. So it's a, it's a hard five months, if you know what I'm saying. It just, it's just challenging, and it's good to see you guys. It was a pleasant surprise this morning. Uh, Jordan and Kayla Pratt from Nashville, and it's good to have them back with us today. <clears throat> but then you have the so that's the kind of january through uh, january 1st through memorial day memorial day through um, labor day is it was kind of summer and you know trying to uh, you know people get vacations we encourage you to get away and get some break for you, with your family you you need you need to rest during the summer uh, you got you got you have to it's just a, you just have to <clears throat> so then come labor day is another push because kids get back to school around that time or thereabouts, college is in, college football's already started or starting, and um, things go pretty quickly, so it's back to routine of life again. And then it goes all the way to about Thanksgiving. <laughs> and Thanksgiving to Christmas is, or New Year's is more of a festive family-type uh, at, you know, atmosphere that you're in. Lots of parties, lots of gatherings, lots of get-togethers. But I also recognize that, you know, during this time of year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, some of you are sitting there saying, Man, this is going to be the best holiday season I've ever had. Others of you are going to say, gosh, I don't know that I can get through this one. I'm feeling pressure. I'm feeling you know, depression trying to hit me. Uh, perhaps you've lost a loved one. I know a lady talked to her really late last night. And uh, uh, she had lost her husband in February. And this is the first holiday season without him. And they've been married a long time. So she's having to adjust. And uh, you know you, you, you like to find words to comfort, but the reality of it is uh, comfort is just your friendship and being there for somebody. Um, but you can't, you can't take away that hurt that they're feeling. It's just a process people have to go through. So maybe you're in one of those positions. Um, we just wanna encourage you that you don't have to be alone and what you're feeling, whether it be up, down, in between, happy, joyful, or even mad, angry, and lots of questions, it's okay to feel all that. Is that okay? It's okay to feel that. It it is. I know people will tell you that you, you need to change your feelings when you're going through, you know, this is a time, holidays are joyful for a lot of people, but they're not joyful for everybody. So those of you that are joyful, you need to find somebody that you know that is not, and then you just you don't need to you don't need to go preach them a sermon, write them a three-page note, and call it the the, the third Corinthians. <laughs> you don't need to do that either. You just need to maybe reach out and let them know that you love them, you care, and um, make yourself available. And but you don't need to push yourself on them. Just make yourself available. Good. Because some people want to be alone, some people want to have company, and. Don't don't think that the way you would feel is how everybody feels. Is that okay? Yes. Don't put, impose your convictions on other people. Invite people to. You know, we went through the whole. I want to make sure everybody here, nobody was eating Thanksgiving alone. So I went on a, the phone tree. I started calling people. Okay, texting. Hey, what, what do you got? What are you What are you at? What are you doing? And finally, the I got the last one. He said, Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> and I said, You got it. You got it. So I texted them about an hour later, and I said, "You still alone?" They said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, good." I said, "As long as you're alone, you're okay. Now watch the football game. Turn it on." (laughs) And uh, so we kind of joked about it. But we want to make sure that you're—that's what this—we are a family, and we—you'll see if you are here long enough, you'll see that we connect, and we work real hard at connecting. And um, nobody has to walk through some things alone. In fact, I was going to preach out of Joshua chapter 10 and write on that last song, last two songs actually. Uh, the Lord just dropped a, a, ver- a, a story in the Bible to me, and I'm going to go there in just a minute, and I don't even know where it is. I'm going to have to find it. It's in the New Testament, it's in the Gospels, <clears throat> but I'm not sure exactly what passage of Scripture is. Seth, it's the withered hand. And whichever one you want to pull up will work. We'll do that in just a few moments, but I'm going to receive a tithe and offering now, if you don't mind. And if you do mind, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay? takes finances to run an organization and costs money for light bills and all of that. But I want you to do something today, not to give out of, because uh, there's a need, I want you to give out of the goodness and uh, of the faithfulness that the Lord has been to you. And um, we don't give uh, just so you can get, even though he always gives you back. You give because he has given to you. And, um, you know, one of the things that we're learning here as a church is You've got a big vision. big vision requires square footage, and it requires finances, and, and it requires people. But you've got to make sure that, uh, hmm. Aaron, are you still needing a car? Hmm. I know when the Lord starts doing this kind of stuff, it just bothers me because I've already had something in my head that I prepared for three days on how I was going to go. And then five minutes ago, he starts changing all this. So I kind of know how I see what's happening here. So we're just going to mind the Lord, if it's okay with you guys for a few moments. I just feel the Lord want to do some kingdom business. Um, Aaron, why don't you stand up for just a second, if you don't mind. I'm not embarrassing you or putting you on the spot, but I'm going to embarrass you and put you on the spot. Um, we've, Aaron has been with us from the very beginning, and Aaron is needing a, a vehicle, a decent vehicle. Not, not one that he has to f- put a lot of money in to wake it run. Um, what did you say? Really, yeah. So if anybody has a vehicle they want to not sell him, but give him, and it runs. It's dependable. How many many kids do you have? Three. Three. So it's gotta be bigger than a two-seater. Okay? Um, Just see me or Aaron after church, if that's okay. And I believe the Lord just spoke to me and told me somebody's in here that has one. Okay? Okay? Okay. Today will be your day. <clears throat> you have one? There you go. Today your first service here? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you just can't make it up, can you? We're going to receive an offering. do not you all sit down for just the offering? We're just going to, let's just do this. Let's just see what the Lord's doing here. <clears throat> let's just wait on Him for just a second. You guys mind? <clears throat> Let's just pray. Father that you're, you're intertwined deeply, affectionately in the lives of every single person that's here. You're in the details, the crevices, under the, the rock. There are people here this morning, God, that have have, have worry, they have fear, they have anxiety and depression. They have unanswered questions. Some don't even have the questions to even ask, they just are numb. God, this is not a time for you to be silent in their lives. You know how they communicate and you know how they hear. You know what they're wanting to say but don't know how to say it. You know they're inquiring of you so you, you can't make it complicated or over their head. So right now, Lord, for just a moment, our hearts and ears are turned towards you. Waiting on a specific, detailed knowing, a voice, an utterance, a nudge, a wink, a nod. There's people in here today, God, that need an assurance that they're headed in the right direction. They need an answer for their desperation. And they have faith. They believe you. They trust you. But they don't know what to do. And right now, Lord, it's not a time for rhetorical communication. We need direct and responsive communication from you. We need phones to ring, texts to go off, emails to come, visits to show up, mail to be received. I heard the Lord say that um, somebody in here has been thinking this thought over and over again, and it's even come to you this morning if you had not have, if I had not have, if I had not have, if I only would have not have, and the Lord is saying, don't say that anymore. You cannot live a life of regret. The snapshot of your moment in life, right this moment, is is an opportunity for the Lord to get the glory he deserves. You're asking the question, what, what do I do? Do I go do I stay? Do I run? Do I, do I change? Do I go a different direction? How much do I put my hands on it and how much do I take my hands off of it? And the Lord says, as the seasons have changed, even in the atmosphere and the environment, the seasons have changed for you. What you've tolerated and tried to manage and self-manage has only stole years off of your life. When you thought it was gonna get better, it had a twinge of improvement but only to go back to the way it was, or maybe even worse. But the only thing that's happened is time has gone on and on. He said, but this season is different. This season comes with boldness and courage. You have to stand your ground. You have to be firm. You have to be intolerant of things that cause your life dis-ease. the question you ask yourself is, gosh, if I'm intolerant of the things that cause my life to what will I lose the very thing I'm really wanting to see change? And the Lord says no. You'll become healthier, and so will the people around you. Don't hold on with strings attached. Let it go, assuming that it may not ever come back to you. Don't move off your convictions, and your, don't compromise on your convictions. You've settled for way too long. Some of you even prayed the prayer, God, if you'll get me out of this mess, I'll I'll never do that again. And now you find yourself in a, a similar mess. And you said, man, I deserve this because I remember making that promise to God. God said, quit reminding me of something that you broke. He's living in the now. He's not living back then. He said, some of you have lost your oomph, lost your your fervor, your fire, your passion. Because life circumstances have kind of distracted you and taken you away. He said, dust off some things that you put on the shelf, get them off the shelf, because you're gonna need them in this season. This isn't a twinkling of an eye. Things are gonna change. You've begged, you've pushed, you've argued, you've fought, and things didn't change. But you're gonna begin to see things change because I'm changing them. I'm turning the hearts right side up instead of upside down their desires are going to be different. The desires are going to be for righteousness. The desires are going to be for holiness, purity, right standing, love, compassion, generosity. You're going to see selfish people have such a heart change that they're going to be about other people rather than themselves. You're gonna see people that were so full of pride and, and, and self-reliance, not bad people, but good people. You're gonna see them, as they go through situations and circumstances, they're gonna be full of compassion. And rather they be judgmental or critical of other people that are going through stuff, they'll be full of compassion. The body is maturing. It's growing up. It has to mature because I have to have a place to put my authority or lay my head. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head or rest his head. He needs a body that's mobile, active, healthy, energetic, purpose-filled, driven, distinct, undeniable, faith-filled. You look around and you see the condition of the, the communities and look at the condition of this country. Nobody can label it right now because it's in such disarray. But I'm shaking it up like it's never been shaken up before but the solution to establish it is coming through the body. I've called you to be a part of the establishment, to establish the righteousness of the kingdom that'll be sustained throughout generations. You're afraid to fail. You're afraid to step out, you're afraid to risk it all. because you've tasted the, 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 the smell and the taste of the failure in the past. You don't want to repeat that again. But The failure that I'm talking about, the Lord says, is stepping out into a place where he's comfortable and you're not. He enjoys our comfort He wants us now to come out and enjoy his comfort. That means you live outside of yourself and you live for others more than you live for yourself. You lay your life down and you deny yourself for the sake of a brother or a sister. You go the extra mile when somebody needs something. He said, your past mm, you've let them stay open wounds. He said, I meant for them to become scars. Scars are for testimonies. Open wounds still have hurt, pain. Let your past relationship the failure of that relationship, go. Nail it to the cross and walk away. Quit worrying about what everybody thinks about you. God will put the people around you that love you, that think highly of you, but only be concerned about what he thinks about you. And he's pleased. But you don't know what I've done. Yeah, he does. He still loves you. There's an economic shift that's taken place in this country. The Lord says, I have got to get you prepared to be able to handle a lot more resources than you've ever handled in the past. I can't have you thinking small. Your previous frame of reference is too small. You have to think bigger. If I gave you a 10-acre farm and you, you farmed it, I'll give you 20. If you had a portfolio of 100 million, I'll give you a portfolio of two. If I give you five friends, I'll give you a 10. I'll give you one song, I'll give you two. If I healed your headache, I'll heal your body. If your upset stomach went away, your eyesight will improve. I know they told you that the body is decaying and getting older, and you've kind of lived with the fact that you're aging. And you're just expecting some things just to be that way. He said, let me remind you that they lived 900 years, 800 years, 300 years in the old covenant. And you have Christ. Not one feeble body came out of Egypt. Not one sick person came out of Egypt they didn't have the blood of jesus you have the blood of jesus we've turned the promises of god into maybes possibilities and watered down the reality of those are bound by his word It's all shifting. And the Lord said, I've already put it in motion and there's not a thing you can do about it. You're being purged right now to prepare for increase in your life. You've had hope. You stood on hope. And hope is to bring your future into your now. But you're gonna move into faith, real faith, which takes your now into your future. He said, you're worried about your children. I hear you. You're afraid the influences that have been around those children have maybe hurt them and made them be skewed the way they view life and the world. He said, but the seed that I planted in you is the same seed that I planted in them. And your kids will not go astray. I'll block out of their memory every bad image that the enemy has tried to place in their image, in their mind. I'll block it. They'll remember it no more. There's a woman in here that you're trying to do the right thing. Raise your kids involved in their, their their activities. You pray, you seek God. But he doesn't budge. He provides, he he does the best he can based on what he knows. The Lord says you probably should go ahead and prepare yourself. Because as he makes a radical transformation, He's going to become the leader of that home spiritually. And you're going to need to learn how to follow and allow him to lead spiritually. Your prayers are going to get answered. Prepare your heart to live in the reality of what you're praying for. He said... There's there's somebody in here that just recently was terminated from their job. When you're worried, it's affected your ego. It's affected your ability to provide. Your biggest fear is you're gonna lose everything else around you because you lost your job. The Lord says, I know how to sustain you while you're going through this process. But I wanna teach you how to trust me. Because I'm the one that provides for you. I give to you. I set them up and I set them down. He says, you don't even have to ask me for what I have for you. Every request that you've had of me since you've lost your job has been so limiting. I desire to give you more than what you've even asked for. Some of you in here are f- you're afraid of dying. parents, your grandparents now you have, have passed away from a, a, a condition and now you are experiencing some of those symptoms. And you've been thinking an awful lot about it. And you're just thinking well it just comes in the, in the bloodline. The Lord says quit thinking about that. So fear sets in when you think about that. Think about my my bloodline. Somebody in here has really relied on their security and you've stayed in a, what you thought was a secure place for a long time. And The Lord says, pull up those roots. It was a false sense of security. He said, I'm gonna show you what security is. Some of you in here the last month have gone through your closets at home, and you've seen your clothes, and you look at your clothes, and you say, my gosh, I've got things I just need to really give away, or I just need to, and he said that, that should jog a memory right now, because what I'm really telling you, he said, was I'm ready to change everything about you. He said, Go ahead and clean out the closet. He said, Tell the people that they can't keep spiritualizing everything. Some things just to be need to be done. Tell them they don't need a lightning bolt from heaven to do the right thing. Just do the right thing. He like said 2018 is not gonna be a little, like a year like you've ever experienced. He's gonna give you the passion and the drive, the desire, and opportunity in 2018 that'll be a culmination in one year of what you've experienced in your 10 best years. And you'll see it as soon as the year begins. There's been decades of prayers that have gone to heaven and the vials are full. The prayers of your aunts and your uncles and your moms and your dads and your grandparents, neighbors, Sunday school teachers, preachers and pastors and fathers and mothers, children. You're not going to escape the blessing of the Lord. You're not going to be able to run from it. He's going to chase you down with his goodness, even if you don't deserve it. Oh, here's a word. The enemy of the blessing of the Lord for 2018 and for your life in this season. The enemy is procrastination. If you procrastinate, you will get out of sync with the blessing of the Lord. But he desires to be in sync with you. So whatever he tells you to do, do it. with every head bowed and eye closed. Nobody's looking around right now. As the word just came forward, there's somebody in here and there may be multiple people that need to take on and put on the goodness of God and receive his goodness, (laughs) receive his forgiveness Receive his love, his compassion, his tenderness. And you need to exchange it for your ways that you had in the past. And if I'm talking to somebody out here and it's you, why don't you just raise your hand with nobody looking? I see your hands. Those of you that raise your hands, I want you just to get up out of your seat. And I want you to come up front. I hope somebody, I have someone pray with you. If you raise your hand, I want you just to come up here. Nobody's being embarrassed. Thank you, thank you. I just need a couple of ladies and a guy to come up and pray with them. Thank you all. And if everybody could just stay engaged this direction and not leave, we've got about 10 more minutes and I wanna finish up, but I wanna allow this moment to be what it's really intended for. The Lord is faithful and the Lord is good. The Lord is merciful. He's kind, he's patient, he's long-suffering, he's meek and tenderly. He's gentlemanly. He's direct, straightforward, purpose-filled. He's jealous over you. He won't share you with the things of this world. He wants you all to himself. He wants to be first, premier, take the highest position of your life. He didn't want you to get in that position so you can get something from him. He wants you to realize you're in that position and accept that position and come up with him and the blessing of the Lord follows. You can't manipulate him. Can't twist him. Can't hide from him. But you don't have to be afraid of him either. The desires of your heart to see things change in your life are even greater desires in his heart to see change in your life. You're going to see a radical transformation It begins today. Shake the dust off your feet. Embrace a brand new way of life. Tears are going to begin to well up inside of your hearts because he's breaking up a lot of fallow ground. Your hearts have become hardened over time because of unanswered prayer and just grind and living life and trying to make it ends meet and try to get ahead and your hearts have become hardened, not anything you intended to do. You thought this was going to happen and that didn't happen and over the course of time you just get in a, in a, in a funk or a, 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 a rut and the Lord says, today I'm bringing you up out of that rut. He said, if the circumstances, if the circumstances of your life are what determines your joy, then the circumstances of your life are your God. He said, get your joy from me, which will give you strength, so you can see your circumstances different than you see them now. I'm good whether your circumstances change or not, he says. I'm faithful whether your circumstances change or not. I'm merciful and kind whether they change or not. But if you get a hold of that I'm merciful and kind and faithful, he says, you'll see your circumstances begin to change. He didn't have to prove himself to you because he already knows who he is. What he wants you to do is see him for who he is and begin to live out of that view of life. He said the body of Christ is going through what Paul went through over three days. Paul became blinded to what he knew. So when his eyesight came back, he was able to see a whole different way. And over the course of the last several months or years, the body of Christ has gone through a blinding period. We thought we knew, but we didn't know. But I'm here to declare to you today prophetically that the scales that have been on the body of Christ's eyes are falling off. You're going to see brighter clearer, further, closer than you've ever seen before. Things that were once tolerable won't be tolerable anymore. Things that you once craved won't even be a craving anymore. The Lord says, tell him it's the best time to be alive. He saved you for this time. You're going to get a witness, the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God this world has ever seen. I was walking through my living room just a couple of days ago, and as I walked through, I was minding my own business. Really, I wasn't even thinking about God. I was thinking about sports, to be honest with you. All of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me and said a little bit of what He Repeated today, but he said this to me. He said, I enjoy coming in where you are and living inside your comfort area. He said, I enjoy that. He said, but I recreate, I have recreation out here in my comfort area, but you very rarely come out there. You're always inviting me in your situation, and your stuff, you're always inviting me in here. Let me invite you in my stuff. He said, my stuff makes you feel uncomfortable, but I have recreation in it. I, I get joy when you're in your discomfort. He said, don't pray for people anymore when they come inside your area. He said, I need you to come outside in my area and pray for people. He said, you haven't failed enough in my area. He said, you're fairly safe here. You've created the the walls of defense. and You're safe inside there. You pretty much know you can control that comfort area but I'm bringing you outside that comfort area. I'm gonna demand you to pray for people outside of your area where your reputation, it might look like it's on the line, but it's really gonna be mine. I'm gonna cause you to live in an economy that's out here where my comfort area. He said, you're comfortable where you are. I'm gonna bring you outside of there. God forbid that we just come together and enjoy the music, which is excellent. Me prepare all week and have a message that stimulates us. But Aaron doesn't get a car. Somebody doesn't get their marriage restored. Somebody doesn't get free from abusive one. Life's about advancement, progression, increase. It's all part of the kingdom. Ushers, if you're ready, we're gonna receive the offering. We're a church that believes in tithing. Barry's not feeling well today, he's got the flu. So I need you to give more normally than you do so I can show him that he doesn't have the market on the offering thing, okay? tithing offering make the checks payable to ECH those of you that normal that tithe regularly at the home here this is your house you probably already have your checks made out but others of you that want to text give you can it's eight four three two one how that works is you type that number in from your text message on your phone if you've never done it before it'll come back give you a link you hit the link put your bank information in and from that point on all you got to do is text your amount that you want to give okay I want you to give out of the goodness of what God has done for your life. Amen. Are you ready to give? Who needs an offering, offering envelope from underneath your chairs if you need one? I'm gonna tell you this, and, and, and this is almost like a hit and run because we're getting ready to close here in just a minute, but some of you have not tithed and not got into tithing. It's not been a part of your regular lifestyle of worship and you've, you've done offerings, and the Lord's been wrestling with you, some of you on this, and some of you may not even know anything about it, but some of you do, and there was a time in your life that that was just a, a pillar, a foundational principle, and life took you a different direction, and the Lord's not correcting you. He's just giving you instruction to say, here's an adjustment. It's not about giving money to the church. It's about giving to Him, right? And he creates and lets you live in an economy that he lives in. He wants you to bring you into that place. Are you ready to give? Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you with our tithe and our offering. Amen, amen. Hmm? Okay. I wanna to mention to you a couple of things too while they're, while they're, um, while they're, while they're receiving the offering. Uh, Ken Snyder, do you all remember Ken? We're doing a, um, Ken and Nancy, Ken had, was a part of us from the very first service, actually pre-service. And um, Ken was part of a worship team. And Ken and Nancy had moved to Tip City, Ohio to uh, work in ministry up there at a church. Uh, I guess it's probably been six months, a year ago now. And um, he, Ken passed away unexpectedly uh, just a few weeks ago. So next Saturday, at uh, this coming Saturday, the second at 2 o'clock, uh, about two to about three o'clock, we're going to have a, uh, a memorial service right here for Ken and Nancy. So in lieu of flowers, uh, Nancy is gonna go through probate. It's gonna take months to go through all of that. So in lieu of flowers, she just asked that uh, monetary donations be given to her and the family uh, to help support some of these expenses that they have. That's next Saturday at two o'clock. Want to invite you also to that, um, this year's Christmas Eve service, Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday and um, Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, we'll have a regular service, but it's not gonna be the regular service, it's gonna be a Christmas Eve service. Uh, how many of you watched or able to watch last year on Christmas Day, uh, Family Expression Family Christmas? Did you all see that on channel three, WSAZ? This year, we're gonna do a, 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 a semi-portion of that live right here on that Sunday morning, okay? So we wanna invite you all to come and be a part of that. Uh, we'll have some things, some desserts and things after service. Uh, for the, the kids and cookies and all kinds of stuff, whatever they're planning on doing, but it'll be a good time in the Lord that Christmas Eve. Um, also, the following week, which will be New Year's Eve, we'll have our Sunday morning service, but I'm going to launch this into uh, 2018, and um, I've got a real specific thing the Lord has been given to me this last past week, specifically about what we're going to expect in the next um, launch of the 2018 year. Uh, we've got some incredible ministries that are going to be launched out. Uh celebrate recovery is going to be launching next uh, in January here at the church um, There's a lot of things that are in, in, in motion and we'll share a lot of that with you uh, on New Year's Eve So uh, a lot of new ministries that will be birthing um, a lot of new ministries, women's men's all kinds of things are gonna be happening so um, I just want to encourage you to uh, To connect to be a part we're gonna have some fresh expression class some membership stuff that comes to be a part of what the Lord is doing here Uh, if you would would you stand with me I know they've received the offering anything else I'm missing well so much for Joshua and so much for the withered hand how many felt like you were in the presence of the Lord today good it was un, you know unconventional I guess but the most important thing is the Lord gets glory and people get direction when you come into the face of the face face and face encounter with God and you hear a word from the Lord I've had so many words in my life go and I walk away going what am I gonna do with that you know I needed it to be practical the Lord the Bible says that the word Jesus the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men tabernacled with men in other words he came down and you relate to it so it's got to be practical and relatable okay so I'm, I'm believing the Lord as you walk out of here today that even though we've never had a service like this before, that you'll never have a day like you've had today and your life will, will, will be transformed and changed and the impact and imprint that you receive today and direction, even though you may not know what it looks like, you'll walk into it as you walk out of here. Are you ready? Father, in Jesus' name, I bless the people that are here this morning and watching by internet, I bless them. Lord, they're hungry for more of you. They're here today because they're inquiring of you. They have relationship with you, or they're seeking relationship with you. Now, God, don't make this difficult. As sure as Joshua spoke to the sun, and the sun stayed in its place for twenty-four hours, the book says that you heard the voice of the man, and you did what he said. I'm asking you, in the name of our Lord and Savior, in the name of our Christ, in the name of the crucified one, the resurrected one, the son of the living God, I'm asking you to pour out your spirit in the heart and minds and lives of these people. And when they walk in it every day of their life and they they, they see the goodness, they see your mercy, they see your grace, they see your love, your kindness, and Lord, they'll be overwhelmed and overcome and overshadowed by the power of your love. We bless them as they walk out of here today and have them have one of the best weeks they've ever had in the entire life, a relationship and fellowship walking with you. In Jesus' name, Amen, amen. God bless you all.